All right, people. So I made it. As you can hear, I'm alive and well. I did not go into cardiac arrest from the Fast 9 trailer, but shit almost took me there, man. I won't even lie to y'all. Like My nerves have just fully settled for the most part because I literally... You know, I've been doing some other stuff, but in the midst of doing other stuff uh, around the house, I literally have been watching this trailer um, over and over and over, like kind of just breaking it down and just, well, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I started breaking it down after I was like nerding out. I didn't cry. I didn't cry though. I, I promise y'all I did not shed any tears from this trailer like I thought I would, but um, yeah, man, I definitely was nerding out and I had to watch it a couple times with some headphones in, full blast, volume all the way up, about to blow my damn eardrums in different positions in my brain. But yeah, man, this this uh safe to say this shit delivered, man. It it delivered really well. Like I think my expectations might have been space travel, but they didn't take it to space, at least not yet. But um yeah, man, it delivered on all fronts, but there are some things that I had to, um, I really had to take a, a, like a good look into. I actually didn't break this trailer down as much as I wanted to, but there are things that I definitely took some notes on that I want to talk about in this episode. Uh, usually I don't do two back to back on the same topic. This is probably easily my one, two, three. This will be my fourth Fast and Furious or Fast 9 episode. My fifth Fast and Furious episode altogether. Wait, why do I feel like there's more? I don't know, but either way, I have multiple. I, there's several Fast and Furious overall episodes floating around on this podcast. But anyway, man, you know the fact that the trailer delivered. Yeah, some things that I want to I want to break down and just talk about briefly, probably as quick as I can, because I didn't take I didn't take down a lot of notes for this. But um, one of the things I want to talk about is the the opening of this trailer now we saw it in the teaser farm life retirement you know dom is literally living on a farm on some old mcdonald shit and him and letty and little baby brian they're they're out there just living and this takes me back to um this is one of the reasons why i fucks with justin lynn so heavily man because he's giving me mad vibes of you know he's he is very much making a trilogy type of sequel to fast seven because you know vin diesel always said in his mind he's, he looks at these movies as trilogies so i'm going seven eight nine so there are things in seven um that will probably be revealed to you know to the audience so um basically yeah it's giving me vibes of fast six the opening of this because you know they are retired again they are living out in the middle of nowhere and it brings me back to you know when dom and elena was off doing their thing brian mia and jack were off doing their thing and i feel like i feel like somebody is going to show up on that farm and it's crazy because i was telling i was telling my cousin this the other day shout out M. right um I was telling my cousin, I'm like, or he he even said the same thing. We were actually agreeing on the same thing. And we were like, yo, somebody's going to show up on this farm with some shit, you know, uh, uh, with something that's going on. Because that's exactly what Dom did. You know, he shows up at Brian and Mia's house with, you know, he's got a little car, a muscle car toy for Jack. And, you know, he, he doesn't just show up just to pop up and, you know, say hey and have a beer with Brian. 
he shows up because he basically wants to he wants to uh you know butter him up at first but he wants to tell brian look letty's still alive man how this guy hobbs is saying letty's still alive so i feel like that's going to be a callback to fast six somebody's going to pop up there whether it be mia uh i really feel like it's gonna be mia you know she's got more reason to just pop up at dom's crib more than anybody so i feel like it's either gonna be mia or you know somebody else but my, my money's on mia she's gonna come to him the same way he came to her and you know it's gonna be some type of reveal or some type of something where she's just like listen dom we gotta talk and yeah i i like the farm should i, I feel like that's that scene should be very short-lived because we got to jump right back into action i mean depending on the the you know how long this movie's runtime is. Uh, another thing I, I saw in there was it looks to me like they are at a the crew is at an underground bunker. You know that's kind of like their headquarters, and it looks like it's in the jungle some fucking where. But this also um, is bringing is giving me vibes of Fast Five because you know they they had they were in the middle of nowhere in this, in this abandoned warehouse and they turned that into a headquarters so later on in the trailer you can see like well in, in the beginning of it you see Tej flip a switch all the lights come on and he's like okay dom now what but you know later on you see there are computers in there where when uh cena and his goons storm the place but they basically are you know it looks like they're setting up shop and that's another thing i want to know how the crew is going to assemble this time around like what are they what have they been doing since the fate of the furious you know when we last saw them they were all at the you know at the barbecue and they met baby brian and all that other good stuff um letty's motorcycle letty is she is driving i think in one of the one of the scenes in the trailer where there's a big street battle or something like that and i think she's got mia riding shotgun with her but I like that Letty has a motorcycle because it's taking me back to Fate of the Furious when she drove a motorcycle, um, you know, while Dom is racing that guy on the uh, on the island for, uh, you know, they're racing for cars, basically. But there's a scene that also there is a lot of nods to like Justin Lin has got his stamp all over this shit again. And I love it, man, because. There's a scene in the trailer where, you know, they look like they're in that jungle, wherever their headquarters is. And Letty, you know, they're, they're you know, shit's, get, shit's blowing up. Cars are smashing into each other. It's, it's classic Fast and Furious stuff. But Letty is in, like, literally in midair. I don't know how she hit this jump, but she's in midair. And this car smacks right into her. And she goes flying off the motorcycle. And Dom kind of maneuvers his car in a way where he catches Letty. You know, she lands on the hood of the car. And she stares at him through the windshield again taking me back to fast six where dom you know he surfs his you know his daytona into the guardrail and catches letty in midair and saves her so you can already tell what type time justin lynn is on it's like yo y'all missed me i'm gonna once again show y'all why y'all brought me on board for this franchise and i'm gonna let y'all know you know the last two movies or the last three movies actually i didn't have anything to do with but i'm back on board and i'm gonna give y'all the shit that y'all love and then some um the next thing I want to talk about is um, it was actually uh, the fact that I ate a lot of crow for dinner tonight. And of course, I don't mean that literally like people will know people that know that phrase. You know exactly what I mean. I, I'm literally eating my words. I put my foot in my mouth, man, because John Cena looks badass in this, man. I am not the biggest John Cena fan. Uh, I watched him in blockers. It's pretty tolerable, but. I was I'm not gonna lie like I wasn't a fan of him being casted as a villain I was kind of hoping for you know just him being one of Cypher's head goons or something 
but he is the villain. He is Dom's brother, Jacob, in this. That's his name. Jacob Toretto, I'm guessing. They didn't say his last name, but his name is Jacob. And John Cena, man, like, especially when he's got the, like, tactical gear on, he looks like a fucking monster, yo. He looks like he is going to be an issue for this crew. He's got the gr the grapple hook, the zip line thing he's got going on above the buildings. Um, you know, he's he's an experienced driver, so he's not, you know, he's he's on all fronts. He he can he can throw them hands, he can be tactical and he can drive. And speaking of throwing them hands, He's giving Dom a run for his money in a couple of these scenes, man, because these motherfuckers, he's picking Dom up and he, he picks him up and, and just starts trucking forwards with him in his, in his arms. And Dom breaks like a part of the, the ceiling, you know, as he's, as he's getting thrown around by Cena. They're jumping off of, uh, they're jumping out of buildings on top of double decker buses and shit. And they're jumping off buildings and onto the concrete. Like they are going at it, man. And I'm, I'm actually glad to see John Cena like whooping ass and from what it looks like whooping ass in this movie. And I really don't think I'm going to mind him as the main villain, as the antagonist, as Dom's brother. I mean, it has to make sense, though. It does have to make sense because there are a lot of things that I sweep under the rug in the name of the series because I love this series. But uh, certain things have to make sense and there are a lot of plot holes in the fast and furious franchise as as good as it is like i i'm a fan i'm not a fan boy though like i and i say that because there's a difference you know fans are we are fans but the fanboys just take any old thing that a series or a franchise will throw at them or just that cinema would throw at them and there are things that don't make sense to me in the series like uh how baby Brian was conceived still doesn't make sense to me because the time frame just doesn't add up. You know, Elena said that she found out she was pregnant when, in Fast 6 when Dom found out Letty was alive. But, you know, she falls out of a fucking window and she doesn't look pregnant at all in Fast 7. When time has passed in Fast 7 because um, Jack O'Connor is now walking, talking. He's like a toddler. And then in Fate of the Furious, when more time has passed... Baby Brian is only a couple months old and it the time frame just doesn't add up. You know, the thing with Letty didn't add up for me with Letty coming back, but they made it make sense, you know. Uh so where this Jacob character, John Cena, has where he's been for technically ten movies on in because Hobbs and Shaw really was Fast Nine and this is Fast Ten, but they're calling it Fast Nine. Um, where Jacob has been all this time, we I need some type of explanation as to what went wrong for him to just go rogue and just be the bad guy when Dom was, you know, technically Dom was a criminal, but for the most part, he's the better half, I would say. But yeah, it has to make sense, man. Um, and speaking of Jacob Cypher, you got Cypher manipulating another Toretto, man. Like this is this is crazy because I feel like she's like getting revenge because Dom, you know, destroyed two of her teams and and. She did get away, so I knew she would be back. This one is kind of like, you know, all right, well, what I couldn't get out of Dom, I'm going to get out of you, and I'm going to get you to take him out because he's still a pain in the ass for me. So Cypher is still on her shit, man. I did like, I, first of all, I like Charlize Theron's haircut in the movie. I love it. But I want Cypher to do more. Like, I want Letty to finally get her hands on Cypher for everything that she did in Faded Furious. And I want them to have a fight scene. They got to throw down. I'm hoping to see that in either a second or final trailer. 
because cypher i want to see cypher do more than just push buttons and uh you know operate shit i want to see her throw down i want to see what her skills are like madeline shaw i think that's her name but uh shaw's the the shaw mama mama shaw basically we're gonna call her that because i i think her name might be madeline i'm not sure um she's back but i want to know what her angle is now there was a purple lamborghini looking car that was in the behind the scenes uh photos online and i i just thought that was dom's car just a car that he took from somebody at this party that they're at but that is uh mama shaw's car she's got this dope ass purple lamborghini and dom somehow you know he links up with her because there are more scenes in london and london's going to play a big part in it but they link up and it's it's kind of justified at this point because she did she knew where um she knew he knew she knew she knows what the fuck am i talking about she knows that dom helped her you know she her thing was you know you've taken everything away from me toretto that was her thing in fate of the furious but she actually helped shaw and helped him find owen and in turn they in return they helped him so i'm not surprised that her and dom are on good terms especially because their first encounter was pretty uh it was pretty relevant and it was pretty useful. So, uh, you know, I don't expect anything really extravagant from Mama Shaw, but it's good to see her back. And I know she's going to play a really big part in it. She might drop some gems or some Easter egg shit for maybe a Hobbs versus Shaw or the next uh, movie in the actual Fast and Furious, uh, you know, that particular series. But either way, I can't wait to see her again because she's always, you know, uh, Helen Mirren doesn't have to do much, man. She's she's such a classy such a classy actress man i love her but mia and laddie now not only is mia back in this in, in in the mix but they're giving mia it looks it looks like they're giving her a lot to do man because they didn't give her anything to do in furious 7 really except cry and scream basically she's only in a couple scenes and you know she gives they, they didn't give her a lot to do and i can understand because brian you know she had to tell him like listen i'm having another baby it's, it's going down so you know when you when y'all get done with this with this shawl dude you come back home and this is it like that's it but of course we know she was full of shit because she jumped right back into the mix but there is a scene in the trailer where mia and letty are just whooping these two dudes asses in this room like the shit kind of looks like it's in hong kong somewhere i don't know where it's at but they are whooping these dudes asses and mia is throwing down yo i'm so glad they brought jordana brewster back to really we really get to get a reminder of the fact that mia is a toretto at the end of the day you know that's one of the things about her she was so sweet and she's so soft-spoken in the first movie but then she's got that scene with um with uh, paul walker's character brian and she just asked him you know what they're out what are out eating she's like you know you want to go for a drive and we find out that she's crazy you know she is a toretto and she can she can she's a beast behind the wheel so to see her rumble alongside Letty, and then we get another Justin Lin classic callback, man. There's a scene where, or in that same scene where they're showing Letty and uh, Mia fight the two guys, Letty lunges right into this guy, grabs him. It looks like she kicks him, but she, she, you know, launches this motherfucker through a window while she's holding on to him. She grabs onto him, and the camera basically follows her and him as she's running towards him. As she grabs them and the camera just lingers on it while they fly out the window onto the ground. I don't know if they, I think they land on a car or something. That is a clear callback to Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious 4, when 
you know, the opening scene, not the opening scene, but uh, the one of the beginning scenes is Brian chasing this guy all over the city and all throughout this uh, this apartment building. And he, you know, he lunges toward he jumps through a window and lunges towards the criminal dude. And the camera just keeps rolling as they both fly down to, you know, they land on the car. But the guy breaks Brian's fall. That is classic Justin Lin, man. Anybody that is a fan of the series, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You know how it's shot. Uh, the Pontiac Piera with a fucking rocket strapped onto it. Uh, uh, there's actually it's a rocket engine strapped onto, on top of it. Not only did this scene, not only was it funny, because Ludacris, you know, he's the guy, he's the tech guy. He's, a, he's a, you know, MacGyver of their team. He makes all kinds of shit. So for him to not be impressed by something like that, he's just like, no, that's a bad idea. It's funny as shit. And not only that, you see Sean and Earl from Tokyo Drift are back. I didn't even notice in the, when I first saw the trailer that that was the guy Earl from Tokyo Drift. That was um Sean and Twinkie's homie in Tokyo Drift. So he's back. I love the 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 callbacks and the characters coming back man but i hope lucas black because in that scene when they you know when they test out the uh the pontiac with the rocket uh engine on top of it they look like they're at a naval base or something i don't know if it's above ground from the from the crew's headquarters or whatever but it looks like the same naval base they were on um in fast six when they caught that guy um you know they caught the ball-headed goon member from uh from shaw's crew they caught him there the rock and uh, riley caught him but that's where it looks like they are. But I hope they give Sean Boswell a lot more than just a cameo. I don't want that to be the only scene him and Earl are in. And they're just like, all right, man, this is going to be too dangerous for you. So we want you to stay here until we get back. No, nah, man, let Sean do something. I feel like he's earned it. He came back. He tied up some loose ends. You know, um, he, he, he even though he had that one scene, it was a pivotal scene in a Fast 7. Because, you know, he's he's like, you know, I found a couple things by the crash, you know, must have meant something to Han. And he's got the chain and he's got the picture of Giselle. And that meant something like it was an important scene. So, I you know, the fact that he tied all that together, I, I really need some uh, some scenes with with Sean Bob. I want to see how him and Earl interact with the team because we we haven't gotten that before. We just seen brief interaction with Sean and Dom. But I hope they do that. There is a scene also, and there's a lot of, they show, they show a little bit of, uh, if it makes sense, a little bit of a lot of it in the trailer where they're on the street, Dom's, Dom's out there driving, Letty and Mia are out there in the same car, um, uh, Roman and Tej are, uh, I think they, they try to like hijack a, a truck or something like that. I don't know, but it looks crazy because there's this big ass armored bus. I don't know who's in it. There's like a, um, uh, there's a fucking super, an orange super that's connected to the, you know, they're carrying an orange super on the back of this armored bus thing. And I'm thinking like, who, who's in the super? You know what I mean? Like who, who's in that? You know, it's not Han because we see what type of car he has at the end of the trailer, but it's like, who, who's in the super and the super, we all know what that, like fast fans know what the super means, man. That's Brian's signature type of car. But, um, yeah, man, it looks crazy. There's, uh, there's a chick, the new girl, I can't remember her name, the Asian actress. Um, she is on a turret gun shooting at the armored bus. The armored bus flips on some Dark Knight shit. It's a straight up shot from the Dark Knight, um, when that 18 wheeler flips over and, you know, there's a big pause of silence and then it just lands on it, you know, on the top of its, of itself. That's exactly what that armor bus flipping over reminded me of, the Dark Knight. But, um, 
it looks pretty cool. And then you got Dom. He evades the you know the bus crashing on him. He evades it just in time as he does. But it looked that scene is going to be crazy, man. I feel like that's going to be the like the crazy scene in essence of something like um you know when they were when they they when they took over the convoy basically to rescue Ramsey and Fast Seven. So that street you know that street battle is going to be something serious. Plus John Cena's having a fight with somebody that's on top of the armored bus. So I don't know what the hell this guy's angle is. And I don't even know I don't think that's Dom on top of that uh on top of that bus. It can't be because I, I don't know. And there's a guy, you know, um, Letty, Letty sideswipes a car and the car flips over and knocks this goon off of off of the top of another car. It looks like he's pretty much dead. The shit looks like it crushes him. But the action scenes look so they look so fucking good in this movie, man. Roman and Tej during that scene, I was just talking about, you know, when they're on the street. I don't I, it looks like they're trying to hijack the drum, but Roman and Tej get the throw down, too. And Roman gets to like whoop ass again. Another callback, man. We haven't really seen Roman, uh, you know, throw down in the scuffle or Donnie Brook and, you know, throw some fisticuffs since he was fighting Joe Taslam in Fast 6. So you get to see Roman. He, he like, kicks off the wall in the truck. And, and when he kicks off the wall, he turns around and, and punches this dude out. And then Tej is, like, giving it to this dude. And then he, he kicks him off the back of the truck. So they get the whoop ass, man. I love that everybody's getting their moments in here. Like, everybody, once I saw that they can all fight, you know, like, Tej knows how to fight. Letty knows how to fight. Like, everybody knows how to fight. I'm Like, once I saw that, I need more of it. I'm spoiled with it. You have a scene where, and this shit was crazy. Like, Jacob's character, he jump, he jumps a cliff. So clearly, this guy jumping a cliff. He, he's he's clearly a Toretto. He's he's related to Dom for sure, because, you know, there there's a um, there's a voiceover part where, you know, they don't say it in the scene. But, you know, Dom's like, yeah, I came to take you down, brother. And they're um, they're like in this field going towards the cliff and they're just driving. There's a helicopter shooting rockets and shit at them. Seems like it was a, ni a nice callback to Hobbs and Shaw. But yeah jacob you know dom's like i came to take you down little brother and jacob's like yeah that's your mistake you know you're in my world and as soon as that he says that um they they cut to the part where jacob hits the nos you know he hits the nos button and his car it looks like i don't know what type of car it is but it's a dope ass blue car with like white stripes on the top of it so he hits the nos and goes flying off this cliff so it's just like well what happens now and then dom's still like you know dom's looking ahead and then he sees a fucking fighter plane fly right past him and who's in the fighter plane it's fucking uh it's cypher and cypher you know she flies off the cliff like goes downward a little bit and she like she has this magnet thing pick up jacob's car and just bring him inside the jet and i'm like Cypher's ass gotta go, man. She has to die in this movie because she is endangering too, too many lives, man. Like she is, um, she is mad. She's mad. She might be one of the, you know, there we've had villains in the Fast and Furious series who are just playing crazy, but Cypher is mad. She's mad. She's the one that'll just hit the button, you know, the the button, quote unquote. She's just the one to hit it just to see what it does. And, you know, just doesn't give a fuck about no casualties of, of no casualties at all, at all. She's a, she's mad. She's completely mad. And her ass has to go. But I really can't wait to see her dynamic with Jacob, because it's like, is he going to like eventually one thing I don't want to happen? I don't want Cypher to live. I don't. I, I, I need her character to die off because she already lived once. E either die off or go to jail. 
you know, one or the other. What I don't want, I don't want Jacob, John Cena's character to have a change of heart. Like you tried to cipher, you tried to turn me against my brother. I'm a Toretto. Like, no, I don't want that. I will be so fucking pissed off if they do that. Like, I want Dom and I want them to beat each other to a pulp and Dom probably have to take his own brother's life or something like that or something happened where where John Cena's villain dies. Like, that's one thing I don't I mean, I know death is a heavy topic in um in the Fast and Furious series, uh, definitely after Paul Walker passed away. But you got to think of all the goons and shit that get killed and the innocent bystanders and every, you know, every action scene that they're in. So I don't mind if John Cena's villain character gets killed off in this. And I don't mind if Cypher gets killed off. But I don't want what I don't want is for every villain for the rest of these movies, however many more they plan on making, is for them to either get caught or, you know, have a change like for I don't want them to have a change of heart and I don't want them to get caught and go to prison. You know, we got enough people in prison. Uh, the guy Braga's in prison. Um, Carter Verone from Too Fast, Too Furious is in prison. DK lived at the end of Tokyo Drift. I mean, the stakes weren't as high, so I can understand it. But, yeah, I, you know, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with them getting killed off. But we'll see what happens. Dom jumps off a damn cliff. As he does, Dom is the, he, he like I said, he's the crazy driver. He's the crazy driver. He will drive off a cliff. And this is actually, I love that. It's a, it, for me, it feels like a, another callback to Furious 7 because, you know, there's a seat, there's the like in hypersport scene where Dom is driving, Brian's in a passenger seat, and they drive out the fucking window. And there's a good shot of them in slow motion, um, you know, as the car is just going from building to building. That's exactly what it feels like when, Dom, you know, Letty's like, I, you know, you're not going to do what I think you're going to do. And Dom drives off the fucking cliff and he attaches the car to like a, a, a cord or something like that or some type of wire, whatever the hell it is. It's a cable, basically. So he attaches the car to that. But there's a shot of Dom and Letty in slow motion going off the cliff, swinging, just swinging away. And Dom just looks so normal. He looks regular like this is just a regular drive for them. And Letty actually looks scared like she's like, yo, I should have never married this motherfucker like a day in my life. I don't even know what I was thinking, but it's a nice callback to that scene. And the car just swings around the cliff. I don't know how the hell they're going to get out of that one. I don't even know because it looks crazy. But yeah, Dom jumps a cliff. He's all I feel like in every Fast and Furious movie, he has to drive off a cliff. You know, it's either that or some type of some type of bang out in his car. Now, my boy Han, I tried to tell you mofos he was coming back. People called me crazy. Han is back, man. And while Han is back, and that was probably one of the best moments in the entire trailer, I need a plausible explanation. I need one because we've seen Han die in Tokyo Drift. We've seen Han die again at the end of Fast 6 when they made it they made it so that we knew that everything after Tokyo Drift was a prequel. So we've seen him die at the end of Fast 6. We've seen it happen again at the beginning of Fast 7. And Han is in this jaw unscathed, looking like a new man, looking like new money still eating them chips, just as cool as he want to be. He strolled in without a care in the fucking world and he's just talking shit like like he never left he's like yeah nice clubhouse and then him and dom just hug at the end and then you see 
you know, the, he he peels out in the car during that uh, that that street battle scene I was talking about. He's got the same color car. It's not the same. Uh, I think that car in Tokyo Drift was some type of Mazda RX or something like that, something fancy. But I don't know what type of car this is. It's not the same model. It's not the same make, but it's the same color. It's orange with a black stripe going down it or like some type of black um, coloring going down the top of it, down, down the front, down the back. That's one of the literally one of the best scenes in the trailer. But it's like it, ha it has to make sense. It has to make sense, I, you know, because there was there was too much behind that. You know, first it was an explosion. Then we found out Shaw, you know, was you know, he was the one that rammed into him and he threw the chain at at uh, Han. Like, how did Han escape? How did he get away? I mean, they made a mention of it in Hobbs and Shaw, but it was it was real subtle because um, Shaw says to his sister, Hattie, basically, he's like, you know, there's things I've done and I've got to make amends for. And I know that was a line where he was talking about Han. And like, I feel like all of these things have to come full circle. You have to reveal something from Fast 7 that we thought was true that turns out not to be true. You know, and there's a scene I was just telling somebody it has to make sense for me because, um, you know, Dom is talking, you know, when he goes into the hospital in Fast 7 to see The Rock and he's leaving out and he's talking to Mia and he says, tell Brian I'll see him in L.A. in two days. And Mia says, where are you going? And Dom tells her. I'm I'm going to Tokyo. I'm bringing Han home. So then he goes and he meets Sean. And then it's like, you're bringing Han home. So you have to have seen a body of some kind. You have to have brought Han back to L.A. Um, who's in the box at the funeral? You know, these are th questions I need answered. Now, they've made sense of it with Letty for the most part, you know, because what, what Dom saw wasn't what happened. You know, it was just what he thought happened in his mind. Like we saw what happened when Brian saw the Brian had. Well, he didn't have the flashback, but they showed the flashback when Brian was getting the explanation from Braga in prison in Fast Six. So it has to make sense, yo. Like Han, I'm I'm happy to see him. Like, don't get me wrong. I I I prayed that they would bring Han back, and they did. Like my prayers have been answered. Literally, for the most part, uh, you know, I'm 98 percent answered prayers with this trailer the other percent is just little small things that i might get in other you know trailers to come or something or i'll just have to wait until i see it something else i want to point out and i don't even know if people peep this we have as good as this trailer was we haven't even seen michael rooker yet yeah people people keep forgetting michael rooker's in this damn movie he plays this guy named buddy and apparently the role was crafted just for michael rooker like specifically for him we haven't even seen a glimpse of this motherfucker yet. I don't know. I I might have to go back and, you know, I might have to look at the trailer for probably like the millionth time or something. But we have not seen Michael Rooker. And I'm going to be real with y'all. I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Rooker does not have the biggest role in this movie. Because you look at somebody like Kurt Russell, who's a who's top billing. And he was very limited in uh, Fast 7. And uh, Fate of the Furious. And I I mean, I can understand why his character was who he was. He was like he was the one pulling the strings. He was basically the guy that was rounding everybody up and, you know, calling the shots for them. But I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Rooker was, you know, that that same type of character. You know, I like if he was calling shots or something like that. And, you know, he's in very few scenes. I won't be mad, but I do want I want him to have good lines because anytime I see Michael Rooker, I'm thinking of Merle. You know what I'm saying? I'm either thinking of Merle or I'm thinking of Grant from uh, Slither. 
Like, even though Merle was a racist piece of shit in The Walking Dead, he still had his moments of redemption. So, yeah, Michael Rooker, I definitely need his lines to be on point. I need his character to be a badass. He can, he can be funny, too. I mean, he can, he can be funny, and that's it, and I'll be cool with it. As long as his presence is, as long as he owns the scene, as long as he owns the screen, every scene he's in, I'm cool with that. Another person we didn't see a glimpse of who is, you know, they kind of they basically said they were bringing his character back is a uh, Brian O'Connor. And I don't know. This is what I think. I think we're either going to get Brian O'Connor if he is indeed in the movie like they said he was. I think we're going to get him in the final trailer or they're just going to really save it as a treat. I don't know. I don't know. I would rather I would rather they save it for a treat. But then there's this selfish shitty part of me that's like, "Nah, I want to see it in the final trailer. Knock everybody's socks off and and give them something to scream about." Literally, cuz I know people screamed when they saw Han. So if Brian O'Connor's character is in this is in this movie, that's an, uh, another thing I'm thinking is is it going to be a flashback sequence or is it going to be something present time? Now, this is what, like me personally, I did some thinking. This is what I think they're going to do if they do have Brian O'Connor's character in this um, in this story, in this movie. I feel like um, with Mia back in the mix, like leg- literally back in the action now, after, you know, she was the one that told Brian, you know, after this we're done. I feel like whatever's going on, Damn, it just dawned on me. I think she is going to be the one to show up at the farm because she's going to be the one to be like, Dom, listen, uh, Jacob's looking for that ass, dog. Like, you know, our brother, our crazy ass brother, remember him? Yeah, Jacob, Jacob on your ass, dog. Like, I feel like she's going to be the one to say it because they are all siblings, you know. But um, I feel like she's going to sneak off to say that. She might say she's going somewhere and not tell Brian exactly where she's going. And I feel like we might get a phone call scene where either Brian calls her or she calls him to check up on the kids like before she goes back into action. And I feel like Brian's going to be like, yeah, so, you know, what's up with Dom? Let me talk to him. And I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just going to be some type of phone call thing. And they're going to show Brian with um with, you know, Jack and their daughter. And the kids are just running them ragged. And he's being like a super dad while his wife goes back into, uh, you know, back into the mix of things and, you know, gets back into the action. I, I really feel like he's going to ask about Dom and she might lie to him. I don't know. I This is just my personal opinion, y'all. I do think if Brian O'Connor is in it, it's going to be some type of phone call thing. I think it's going to be very subtle. They're not going to they maybe won't bring his character all the way back into the forefront just like that because I, you know, I feel like it'll be a nice tease for people because people did miss, you know, and I'm one of those people, and you know, I'm I'm included in that. I I missed uh, Paul Walker's presence on on in the movie on set for the Fate of the Furious. Like it was like there was a void that couldn't be filled, man. Not with Scott Eastwood, not with anybody new joining the team, no nothing. Like, nobody could fill that void, and you literally felt the absence of Paul Walker in that movie. So I feel like if they if they want to bring him back, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to them doing it subtly during, like, a phone call, and you just see him, like, kind of, like, ripping and running around the house on the phone, and, you know, you don't really get too many crazy angles of his face and, you know, the obvious CG, because we, I mean... To the naked eye, the CG looks awesome. But to somebody like me, I remember seeing Fast 7 in the theater. I knew every single CG moment 
uh, when they, you know, when they digitally imposed Paul Walker's face. And actually, there are two shots that I didn't know it was Paul Walker. There's the shot uh, when he first gets into the Lycan Hypersport and Dom says, you know, tear out the dash, go through it. And he starts looking like in the glove compartment and all that shit for the God's eye chip. And um, when he go, when he finally gets to the repeater and he's he's talking to Ramsey and, you know, he's programming the shit into his phone. He's hooking the repeater up to his phone. Those are the only two shots I didn't know. It was, uh, you know, it was a CG Paul Walker because that's how damn good it looked. What a digital shout out to them because they did a good job. Uh, Hopefully they came back for this if they do bring Brian O'Connor's character back. But those are, um, yeah, that's that's basically it, man. Those are the things that I really took away from the trailer and just decided to to talk about because for the most part, that shit's a home run for me, man. It's a home run. I see a lot of people bitching and complaining. Uh, But my thing for the people that complain about these movies, let me say this, man. This is Fast 9, and but technically this is Fast 10 because Hobbs and Shaw was Fast 9. But being as though we are 10 movies deep in this franchise, 1 through 8, Hobbs and Shaw, and now Fast 9. We are 10 movies deep in this franchise. If you motherfuckers out there complaining about this movie are going into the 10th entry in this action series... Looking for the law of physics and looking for gravity rules and shit like that. You are in the wrong goddamn place, yo. You are watching the wrong fucking movie, yo. This shit is uh, is something that somebody said in a podcast one time. And it's like, this shit has gone beyond the creators at this point. And that's no disrespect to Gary Scott Thompson, the guy that actually created these characters. He was the writer on the first movie. And this is no disrespect to Rob Cohen, who um, directed the first movie. This shit's it's a whole different ball game now. You're 10 movies deep, man. You're not going to get a car that, you know, goes off a cliff and just explodes. No, you're going to get a car that goes off a cliff and the shit's going to sprout Icarus wings out this bitch. This is the Fast and Furious, man. Like, And that's why I say it ain't everybody's cup of tea, man. And I'm cool with that. I'm not saying, like I said earlier, I'm a fan, not a fanboy. I know a lot of this shit is not, it's, it's irrational. But am I having a good time? Did I take my thinking cap off? Am I having a good time? Nobody's getting their head severed and coming back to life. I mean, for the most part, it's, it's, the characters are human. I mean, they pull off some superhuman shit. You know, if somebody jumps off a building with John, you know, John Cena's and uh, Vin Diesel's big asses jump off a building, that the ground will crack. But so will they, you know, I know that that part of it, but I'm not. Am I going to this trying to find believability in the car stunts? Fuck no. Physics went out the window in fast five. physics. Let's be real. It went out the window in Fast and Furious four. When Dom, you know, slides his fucking muscle car underneath an oil tanker that's that's on fire. Yeah. Physics. It's just been killed. You can chalk that. You can chalk that when Brian hits the brakes in Fast Five and flips a fucking prison bus, you can chalk physics. You can chalk gravity. It's out the window at this point. So I'm like, the people that are complaining about it, it's just very strange to me, you know, that they... that they're complaining. It's the same way I feel about the people that are like, oh, you remember these movies used to be about racing? None of these movies were about... The only movie that's solely about racing is Tokyo Drift. And the funny thing is, 
the people that complain so much about how these movies used to be about racing can't stand Tokyo Drift. How fucking crazy is that? Crazy, right? That was a bazinga moment I just hit y'all with right there. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm, I, def I have to defend my beloved franchise, man. I know when it's when bullshit happens in it. I know that, but I also know the type of movie I'm watching. I know what I'm getting myself into before I even hit the play button on these trailers, on these clips. When I watch these movies, I know what it is at this point. Like it's, I, I don't understand it. Now, I understand people's you know, concern and them bitching at the fact, so Dom's got a brother? Where's he been at all this time? It's like, yo, and I told somebody, this is what happens when you have a writer's room, when you have good writing. And somebody said the, the writing in these movies aren't aren't good. And I'm like, well, apparently they're doing something right over at Universal because they're 10 movies in and it's a billion dollar franchise. I, shit, I'd be a part of it. The fuck? I don't care. If I, put me in that jaw. Put me in that jaw as, you know, Luda, Tyrese or Ramsey's brother or relative cousin. Everybody cousins after after a while. Every, every every brown black every black and brown person's is cousins after a certain amount of time. Put me in that shit, and don't even give me no explanation as to where I've been for ten movies on end. I'm cool. I'm cool just being there. Seriously, but I you know I can see it has. That's why I said it has to make sense. I said that very early on. It has to make sense where his brother's been at all this time. What's he been up to? Where did he come from? You know, 10 movies and where do you come from? I get people's concern, but, you know, that's not going to make or break the movie for me, honestly, because I know what I'm there for. The, uh, you know, the perks and the surprises and the character developments and the new pop up characters and shit. That's just a bonus for me. You know, what I mean, like and, it, and it's always good because this this is a franchise where the characters are intriguing to me. The characters are a joy to watch on screen. They're funny. You know, they're badass. So, you know, I also understand why people are like. You know, Han, he doesn't look burnt up at all. Didn't he die in Tokyo Drift? What happened with that? And it's like, they will make a way. They will make a way. Now, this is a new writer. So I don't know how they're going to, you know, how they're going to pull that off. Because Chris Morgan actually, Chris Morgan has been writing these movies since Tokyo Drift. And he didn't come back for this because he was working on Hobbs and Shaw when they were working on this. So there's a different writer for this. I don't know how good and polished up he is, but the shit that he wrote for, you know, from what I'm seeing on screen, the guy did a hell of a job. Now, the dialogue and the lines and stuff and how the scenes are crafted, that's something completely different. We'll have to wait and see how that pans out. But I'm sure that with Justin Lin coming back, they have to make they have to make it make sense for me. And I'm, you know, for everybody else that wants to know how Han came back there, it legit has to make sense. Now, I let this I, I didn't matter of fact, I didn't even let it slide with the baby, the timeline with that child, with little uh, baby Brian. I didn't let that slide. It still doesn't make sense. It don't add up to me, but it is what it is. They said, fuck it, you know, but I know that is a plot hole, a big plot hole. Now, y'all not going to get over on this one either. I need to know how Han survived that crash. I don't want y'all to add any extra time to it. I don't want y'all to add any extra, any extra nothing to it. Nothing. It has to make sense. I want it to make sense. But like I said, for the most part, man, this shit, this shit looks like a home run for me, man. I, I, this is definitely theater worthy and I'm not missing it. You know, it, 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 it really, you know, my whole thing was, when I saw the Hobbs and Shaw trailer, I said, yo, by the looks of this, Vin and Universal, y'all got some work to do. Y'all better step it up. And damn it, did they ever.
Because this shit looks fire. Straight up fire, yo. And I can't wait to see like the clips. I can't wait to see another trailer. I can't wait to see the movie in its entirety, man. I'm super fucking excited for it. This just, I mean, it's just, it adds to the fact that this is one of my most anticipated movies of the year. This and Halloween Kills, of course, man. But yeah, man, that's about it. That's my, um, I won't kill y'all with any more Fast and Furious stuff for tonight. Probably for a while. Now, when they drop another trailer or a clip or something like that, yeah, that's when I'll get on y'all nerves again. But I think I'm going to pump my brakes. <laughs> no pun intended because they barely ever do in these movies. But yeah, I'm going to pump my brakes on this uh, on the Fast and Furious topics for a little bit and move on to something else. Probably tomorrow or the day after. But in the meantime, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio, Public. And hopefully more because Anchor, y'all are going to look out for me, right? Y'all are going to look out for me and put me on more platforms, right? I would hope so. But shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Follow the Cinemaniacs Facebook group. I've been getting on their nerves today, just like I said I would. And I probably will for the rest of the night. Um, it, was a lot of, it was a lot of hate. A little bit of hate in there, man. A little bit of hate on my Fast and Furious 9 posts and you know, a little couple jokes. But it's just like, man... I can't name a better action franchise right now. You know, somebody said John Wick. I said, no, it's not enough of them. It's only three. It's only three movies. You can't you can't even compare them. It's two different echelons right there. Somebody said Mission Impossible. I don't even count that because they the motherfuckers really be uh, flying uh, planes and shit like that. They do. It's like they don't even believe in stunt doubles. So I don't, they cheat. So I don't even count that. But um yeah man shout out to the listeners shout out to the two the reviewers man still push for the 300 spins i'm i'm getting there i'm actually getting there a lot faster than i thought i would but you know that's because of y'all man i appreciate the love and support man y'all keep showing the love and the support i'll keep showing up for y'all as i always say yours truly from Meryl tudor another episode of tudor reviews in the can people i'll check y'all on the next one